Hi, and welcome back to Rewriting History, Making Legends, a Hamilton and Marvel podcast. So, today I'm going to be discussing what if my initial thoughts, um, predictions for what might happen next, because as I'm recording this episode, there are only seven what if episodes out. Um, so initial thoughts, predictions, and kind of how I'm feeling about, like, um, the character moments and stuff so far so let's see um i'm just gonna start off right with the main character of the show which is the watcher and in the comics the watchers plural the watchers are actually a race of beings who watch planets basically um they interfered before not entirely sure like what they did or what what happened but something bad happened and they decided not to interfere anymore because they realized that even though something bad was happening interfering made it worse so they made this like rule not to interfere anymore um one watcher um named Iwatu got assigned to earth and this earth happened to be Earth-616, which is, like, the main, um, universe in the comics, um, the 616 universe, um, but Uatu can see other realities, so he, like, can basically watch all these realities, and he's interfered over 300 times, a celestial counted once, and a celestial is basically, like, a god, um, I'm pretty sure the Watchers work for them, I think, um, if you're wondering what the celestials look like they look like giant robots but they're not robots so yeah just gonna put that out there now <laughs> um anyway Yuatsu always likes to like justify it to himself like oh i'm just giving you a little tip just to help you out or like oh i'm not actually interfering i'm just like pointing you in the right direction or this universe really needs help or we're all gonna like die so i need to like help so he always tries to justify it to himself, but yeah, he's ba- breaking the rules and interfering. But, uh, yeah, um, the Watchers, especially Uatu, have a really interesting comic book history, and I definitely suggest, like, reading some comics with Uatu in them and doing some, uh, research online about, um, the Watchers and specifically Uatu. That's how I kind of found out about all this information. And probably one of the most interesting topics you can ever, like, learn about in comic book history. Um, super, super interesting. And, um, yeah. So, my initial thoughts on this show are that I think it's really, really, um, good, basically. It's it's great. It goes really in-depth, and I think what's good about this show is that even though these are different universes and different realities, um, by watching the characters go down these different paths, we actually get a little more, um, I wouldn't say character development, but like a little more insight into each of the characters' personalities, um, or kind of... So, take episode 6, for example, that's the What If Killmonger Saved Tony Stark episode. Um, We get a little more insight into what Tony Stark would have been like um, if he hadn't um, 
got the shrapnel in his heart, become Iron Man, learned all these, like, life lessons, these, like, really hardcore lessons that he needed to learn. Um, he was, like, he learned these lessons after meeting, I forget his, I always forget his name, but the, the guy who, um, helped him not die, basically, helped him stop the shrapnel from getting to his heart, um, and then helped Tony Stark build the first Iron Man suit, and, like, make this miniaturized arc reactor with, like, a box of scraps, I always forget his name, but he taught Tony Stark very important life lessons, and that kind of pushed Tony Stark to becoming this, like, superhero who just kind of, he was still very egotistical, but he stopped just focusing on himself and started focusing on other people and the impact his actions had on other people. But if somebody such as Killmonger saved his life, then he wouldn't get to meet that guy and he wouldn't get all those really hardcore important lessons. And he just kind of be the same stuck-up, egotistical guy he was before, um, um, he almost, like, got a bomb exploded near him. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting. I like all the cameo appearances from different characters, like, um, in the T'Challa Star-Lord episode, episode two, um, we found, we, there was, I cannot speak, Thanos was in there as a ravager, which is, I actually started laughing when he showed up, but I thought that was really neat, and also kind of, I would, it's just really cool, it, that kind of also amplified, um, T'Challa's character, that if he had been out there in the universe, he could have stopped Thanos before Thanos even, like, got all the Infinity Stones and snapped, he, like, turned Thanos' life around, because he's such an awesome character, um, we got Nebula in that episode as well. We got the Black Order, which includes um, Proxima Midnight, Corvus Glaive, Ebony Ma, and Cole Obsidian. So it was really cool to see those guys again. We also got Cole Obsidian and Ebony Ma in the zombie episode. Um, first alive and then undead zombies. We got Drax in the Party Thor episode and the Star-Lord T'Challa episode. We also got little cameo appearances from Howard the Duck in... T'Challa, Star-Lord, and Party Thor, um, which was really fun because Howard the Duck is awesome. You can never have enough of Howard the Duck. We got Jane Foster and Party Thor. We got Darcy and Party Thor, which, by the way, I was laughing so hard when Darcy and Howard the Duck got married. Oh my gosh. I was sitting there, like, basically crying because I was laughing so hard. That was, um, it was really great stuff. Um, what else we got loki in the um avengers murder episode which was episode three um where he like ended up ruling the world or like trying to take over the world and the avengers weren't there to stop him because they were all murdered by hank pym who was angry over the death of well what he thought was the death of janet van dyne and then the loss of hope van dyne as well so yeah we also got him as a frost giant in the Party Thor episode, which was amazing. I don't know, I think that was the funniest Loki's ever been was in that episode. And what I love is that he still had 
the like a pair of horns because I guess even if you're raised by even if a Loki is raised by King Laufey, um, grows up to become and look like a frost giant, you still like you cannot have a reality, I guess, where you have a Loki without the horns. Even if that Loki is an alligator. So I guess that's just like a thing you just can't change. Even if you're like some crazy person in a citadel at the end of time. Just can't change it. That that might be legitimately impossible. But yeah, it was really cool to see Thor and Loki together again. Uh, that they were... That just... Seeing the way they were bouncing off each other, or hearing the voices of Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, like, just bouncing off each other and hearing their dynamic again, that was really cool. And I was laughing the whole time that the characters of Frost Giant Loki and um, Party Thor were interacting. That was great. The whole Party Thor episode was awesome, and especially the parallels to... uh, teenagers parents leaving the house and them deciding to have a party the parallels to from that party Thor episode to that very 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 cool now I'm just gonna uh next question I guess I'll just ask myself my favorite episode so that is actually really hard even though there's only seven episodes to pick from right now I gotta say my favorite character so far is Captain Carter, but it's not my favorite episode. My favorite episode is, like, it's literally a three-way tie, I think, between what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands, um, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark, and what if Thor were an only child. I... No, I have to pick one, but it is so difficult. I'll just say what I like about each of them, and then just pick one. So, episode four, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands, dealt with a dark side to Doctor Strange that we've never seen before um, in the sacred timeline. Um, but it, that kind of gave us a little bit of character development, because now we know that there is a dark side to Doctor Stephen Strange. Um... We just didn't see it there before because there was nothing that brought it out, I guess. I mean, he kind of saw it after he lost the use of his hands. He was pretty angry, but he didn't show his, like, dark side. That was just kind of an angry side to him. But it was really interesting to kind of explore that dark side to Doctor Strange. And then I think... The most interesting part to this episode was that he could communicate with the Watcher. Um, Like, he heard him at one point and then he was, like, directly communicating with him when the reality was collapsing in on itself. Um, Which was, it's probably my favorite part of this whole series right now was just that, that interaction between... Um, evil Doctor Strange and the Watcher at the very end of that fourth episode. I know that episode was really dark, but I just found it so interesting. Like, I was, I wouldn't say I was having a blast, but I was just, it was just so 
interesting. But very dark, yes. The Killmonger uh, episode, the seventh episode, What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? I really like seeing what happened, what the repercussions were if Tony Stark didn't get rescued. And uh, never became Iron Man. So it was really interesting. And then Killmonger got what he wanted a lot quicker. Um, I think what I really liked about this episode, or, like, my favorite part, I guess, was the battle in Wakanda, and I think that was mostly because of Queen Ramonda and Okoye, but especially Queen Ramonda, because I don't think we've ever seen Ramonda fight before, um, so that was really neat, or I I also just really liked, um, Killmonger seeing T'Challa on the, um, what's it called? The, I don't even remember what they called it. The, oh, oh gosh, the, the, the afterlife, the Wakandan afterlife. I'm just going to call it that for right now until I remember the actual name. But seeing Killmonger go there and speak to T'Challa, who became a Black Panther on the tree, which I thought was really kind, it was really cool to see T'Challa there because, um, Well, it was really emotional, I guess, um, considering, like, Chadwick Boseman's death and, um, you know, uh, it was just very emotional. Um, and then in that episode, that last, like, um, little speech by the Watcher, like, heroes never truly die, they live on, especially in those they, um, well, it's like they live on if we remember them. And they especially live on in those that they inspire. It was something along those lines. And I feel like that was um, kind of a dedication to Chadwick Boseman. Just that little speech. And then the actual like written out dedication in episode 2. The T'Challa Star-Lord episode. It's all been very emotional. Like for real. But really liked the Killmonger episode, and then episode, oh, I'm sorry, did I say the Killmonger episode was episode 7? I mean, it was episode 6. And then episode 7 is What if Thor were an only child? That was the Party Thor episode. I just like the lightheartedness of this episode and kind of the break we got from all the darkness, but it was also just really, really funny. Um, I really like seeing Loki again as a frost giant with the horns. He was really funny. I like seeing Howard the Duck. Darcy came back, and she has been one of my favorite Marvel characters ever for quite a while. I mean, probably since Thor the Dark World. Um, you know, I'm calling Mjolnir, Mjol, I can't say it, Mjolnir, like, meow meow and stuff. Uh, I, I love Darcy. And then seeing Carol Danvers as well was really fun. And then again, that, like, um, parallels between, uh, that episode and teenagers having a party when their parents leave the house. It was, it was awesome. Uh, so, now my favorite out of those three. Um, I I think I'm gonna have to go with episode four, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. I just, I know it was so incredibly dark, but it was, it was just really interesting. And, like, again, the interaction between evil Doctor Strange and the Watcher at the very end was, I was practically, like, jumping out of my seat, like, cheering and applauding. Like, I was so excited um, and the last part of this episode will be my predictions about where this could go. 
this could go so many places because there are literally infinite possibilities but i think where it's going to go is these heroes we have are going to have to get together to fight something bad and it could be all the villains we've seen so far like ego at the end of episode two ultron vision at the end of episode seven um and the um who else did we see um there was um loki trying to take over the world at the end of episode three um episode was there something at the end of episode five episode five was the zombie oh yeah so there was zombie thanos at, at that one um but the reason i think this is because there is a clip in the like the trailer on disney plus where you can see evil doctor strange interacting with captain carter and then there's also a clip of the like avengers circle shot like the classic avengers circle shot in animated form and then it like blinks out to reveal this new circle shot with t'challa star lord um gamora in thanos armor i've been calling her thanos gamora so her um black panther which could be killmonger but you can't really tell because it's it's he the person is in a black panther suit so you can't see their face and then there's also thor which is probably party thor um and then captain carter and that's all i could really see i didn't see evil doctor strange in there um don't know if he's maybe he's going to be like the the big bad of this of this whole thing like I, I get that we like ended on cliffhangers with some of these villains with ego and ultron vision and i'm sure that maybe doctor strange evil doctor strange like recruits them and gets him to help um stop the watcher like maybe evil doctor strange has a grudge against the watcher after what he did to not save evil doctor strange's reality cuz i could totally see evil doctor strange having a, a grudge with the watcher after after that um that that seems pretty pretty likely um just want to touch on ultron vision real quick so i don't think it's actually um the vision we know from the sacred timeline um because if you remember in the sacred timeline in the movie age of ultron ultron made um vision's body calling it this is my vision this is going to be my next form this is the next form i'm going to take i'll be like ultra powerful in this in this body so i think it's ultron in that form he created for himself could be wrong um what else is interesting is that ultron vision had the infinity stones on his chest um so maybe he is able to travel across realities but honestly just like talking about all these possibilities i think evil doctor strange is going to be like the big bad of this whole thing holding a grudge against the watcher and trying to like stop him take over maybe he's gonna try and take over another reality to replace the one he lost and all these heroes from these other realities are gonna have to are gonna have to stand together and and stop him because i didn't see evil doctor strange in that circle but i saw but i saw um the protagonists from the other shows so yeah um there's there's so much it could do they've left us on so many cliffhangers with so many different villains so yeah again infinite possibilities but i'm really excited to see where it's gonna go so yeah that's really all i have to say about what if um 
yeah, if you have any, like, thoughts or anything, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor or, um, I don't think this podcast is on Apple Podcasts as I'm recording this episode, but, um, eventually it's going to be an Apple Podcast, and if you're listening to it, you can always leave your thoughts on what if and, um, you know, re- topic requests, stuff like that, but, um, yeah, uh, have a great day, everybody. Bye!